Hey, welcome back. This is Sharon Smago at Pop Coach Life, where we are pursuing our purpose over perfection and talking about all things purpose and trying to find our way through and letting go of um, sometimes external, internal expectations that are unreasonable to achieve a standard we just cannot meet. So welcome back to Pop Coach Life and my friend Sue, and oh. we are back to chatting again. And I would love to pretend to y'all that we do this on the regular, but obviously we're in the same clothes and the same chairs yeah. with the same two dogs. <laughs> and there's a great example of we're not worried about the perfection. We just want to get together and figure out how do we pursue our purpose and really enjoy life from that point. So welcome back, Sue. Thank you. Yeah. And when, <laughs> you know, when we wrapped up the last conversation we were having, really, we realized there is a lot more that we could be talking about. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, we're going to keep talking about it then, mm -hmm. at least for a little bit. So um, thanks. Thanks for, yeah. I'm glad I got to hang out again. Thanks <laughs> so, for coming back today, 10 minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it around. That's right. Yeah. So um, the last podcast hopefully if you saw it or check back and watch it it was very good talking about something that I think lots of people really struggle with and I love you know being a life coach that you are able to kind of walk people through something that's really um I think a struggle and difficult because I know there's things like you had said that even just like hit me like I needed to hear that and I maybe mm -hmm. needed that permission to, to be thinking that way or, or feeling that way. But one thing that had, oh, sorry. If, Go ahead. if you didn't listen, what she's referencing is we talked about um, different types of relationships, everything from what we might consider healthy all the way to the other end of the continu continuum that you might consider toxic and um, led to kind of this intense discussion about how do we deal with those relationships that are more challenging? What do the boundaries look like? Is it really toxic? Are we participating in it? Mm -hmm. So we really got into that. So if you haven't heard it and that catches your attention, you might want to go back and have a listen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think boundaries is just such a, such an important life step and something, just a concept to, to making, creating a healthy lifestyle. And so mm -hmm. One thing, though, that had kind of um, I was thinking about towards the end of what we were talking about was um, one of the times that I've been in therapy, one of one of the great counselors that I was seeing was talking about the idea of just like being really aware of your body and things that you're feeling and, and things like mm -hmm. that. And um, and I was thinking about these different relationships and how you have a relationship where when something's happening and they're like, hey, let's do this and you have to say no. Um, and you know, like you can just say that and everything's okay. And they're like, okay, great. We'll catch you next time or whatever. I mean, we've had that discussion. I was just thinking you and I have had a lot of those We're like, I'm busy with this or I'm in, we're just yeah. like, got you. It's okay. If anyone understands that it's me and there's no feeling, it just feels like a normal, healthy thing. Mm -hmm. And then there's other times where something is happening and you have to respond to someone and you start to feel like like you're kind of holding your breath or that your insights are a little like, Ugh. and it, and mm -hmm. kind of that concept of feeling like you're walking on eggshells, like you can't take the wrong step or say the wrong word or use the wrong punctuation, or they're going to be like, why were you, you know, why did you mm -hmm. say that? Why did you do that? And so just, I just kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit more about that idea of having relationships that are what we might say are like that walking on eggshells kind of feeling. Yeah. Like. And, um, 
And I call them, I call them eggshell relationships. Yeah. And that (laughs) it's a great way to describe it. It's, it's a, an analogy. I think anybody listening Mm -hmm. gets, they've got one or two of these in their life Mm -hmm. and they kind of understand where at any moment you might make the wrong step Mm -hmm. and, and something's going to cry. And, and so what, um, I just want to pick your brain on like, what do you do if you find that you have those relationships and what are some, maybe just some first steps of like recognizing and then how to make your own choices to have a healthier Mm -hmm. lifestyle with those people. Now you might want those people to still be in your life, but how do you, how do you make it healthier really? Yeah. And I, let me start off. I feel like really compelled to start off labeling. We are not talking about, um, the relationships that go past way past to where it's abuse. Right. Right. So if you're in an abusive relationship, you need to get safe. You need to get professional help for that because I would never advocate You know, just stand up to that person because there are some people that are in a vulnerable enough situation that could lead to greater harm. Right. So I I want to start off with that disclaimer about this conversation. We are not talking about um, abusive relationships where there's real fear for life or security. Right. So I'm going to kind of put that to the side now. And again, if you're in a situation like that, you need support, you need help, you need probably a licensed professional in your life, at least that is helping you sort that through and figure some things out outside of abuse. Um, those kind of eggshell relationships. And I, um, I feel that, so you're kind of talking about just to make sure I'm got the context. Part of the way, you know, that is you're talking about that somatic response. So somatic means in the body, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have these, not just that uh-oh reaction or uh, like it happens in our whole body. It's right. like, uh-oh, yeah. and then our body starts to react. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be the things you described. It could be sick to your stomach. It could be you realize like maybe you're this really calm person and confident, but you like have the shakes because you're anticipating. So the eggshell experience, um, I want to just say that about this the eggshells, that's more about you anticipating it. Mm-hmm. Your somatic response is about what you're anticipating, right? We know there's literally no eggshells on the floor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something about that person and the way they engage with us. And I would say that probably most of the time, if it's not something in us and coming out of our own insecurity, Right. That's mm-hmm. not an eggshell right. relationship. Right. We're talking about people that we kind of know tend to manipulate. I call them bulldozers. Um, they tend to plow through your boundaries or uh, marrow suckers. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that kind of sneak around the, behind the, the line, the front line you think you've put up. And they're just always needing, needing more and more and more. And it kind of um, maybe almost feels like this bottomless pit. Mm-hmm. But both personality approaches can be really good at putting those eggshells out. Like if you if you crunch one eggshell, you have failed me. Right. This is kind of what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And then so then what do we do? Kind of how do we deal with that is is the question for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. All good questions. Yes. (laughs) I will tell you guys that there are times if I'm working with uh, 
clients that are struggling with engaging that way, that kind of manipulative engagement. Some people do it because, and understand this when I use the M word, manipulate. Some We all do that to some degree, okay? Some people do it with very insidious intent mm-hmm. to do harm or to use or get their way, right? And some people just operate that way because they've never known anything different. Yeah. They don't even have the self-awareness to realize they're doing it. So we want to understand there's a continuum with that as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. So sometimes, um, now I don't tend to do this in my personal relationships, and that's, we'll kind of maybe get to that. But if it's a client relationship, I've got permission to address, right? That's the dynamic. If you've hired me to coach you, and you're asking about this, you've given me that permission. And I might even say, I kind of feel like when we engage, I ha- you're wanting me to walk on eggshells that mm-hmm. I would tread very carefully so as not to offend you or say mm-hmm. the wrong thing. And I've learned, because I'm this very, obviously, extroverted personality, and I'm very direct, right? And I'm pretty plain spoken and direct and open. And I've learned to just say in that situation, I'm kind of the eggshell stomper. I am going to walk all over your eggshells in here. Can you handle that? Because mm. I'm trying to engage with them and label that, but also say, I'm not going to try to control you. I'm asking, almost asking your permission now to walk all over the eggshells you've scattered out on the floor around mm-hmm. me. So it can be that direct, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. In my personal life, I would not do that because I'm, I'm having a personal relationship with you. I'm not there to be your coach. Mm-hmm. I'm not there... That crosses a boundary where instead of just being your friend or your mom or your auntie or whatever, right now, I'm, what am I trying to do? Like manipulate you and coach you to get you to behave differently? Like that's not fair. So I would not do that like in a personal relationship necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than I think between um, spouses, boyfriends and girlfriends, if I found myself in a dating relationship where. I felt like that was starting to happen and I didn't cue into it when we started dating. I think I would call it out that bluntly and say, I don't know how to do this because I feel like you put out eggshells and then say, now, you know, here's the eggshells. You're in that corner. And if you love me, you will walk all the way over here to me and not step on one piece of eggshell. Yeah. That I would probably call out. Mm -hmm. Most of us in our everyday lives, um, we have relationships that run the gamut from they're pretty healthy, but somebody like drops an eggshell and didn't realize they did in front of us. And we do that to other people too, mm-hmm. without realizing right. it. Those kind of things I look at and just go, ah, okay, that's a moment, not a pattern. Mm-hmm. So that's important to, I think, understand relationships. What's a moment of our humanity versus right. what's a pattern. So I would say to all of you, you're looking for patterns over time. Mm-hmm. If this is this person's pattern, then you've probably got a boundary violator, mm-hmm. somebody who's maneuvering. Is this making sense? Yeah, yeah for sure. And I think, um, you know, it, it's hard when, like you said, there's, there's um, people that you might have in your life um, I'm trying to think of like how to ask it, but there's, there's people that you have that you do genuinely want to work through, um, and have a healthier relationship with. And so we talked a little bit on the idea of saying no to things and having that boundary and setting that boundary. 
and realizing that um, that there's things that you need to start creating, like that boundary that you need to start creating with that person. And so what would you say is like um, a good first step with someone that you do genuinely want to continue a relationship with, mm-hmm. but they kind of have that, um, you know, say it's just a real close friend that you, that you do consider as your friend, but it's sort of developed into this unhealthy expectation and, or a family member that, that, um, and it's become like this pattern over time. Like like most times that in most of the time that you're going to engage, you're going to get that dynamic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that depends. And so there's a, there's a, so many options for this and there's no way, you know, we can do an all inclusive list, but I, what I would want you and anybody listening to understand is it can be everything from choosing to not respond to something they've said. Sometimes, sometimes silence is the most profound way we can set a boundary with kindness and respect. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things I coach and remind myself of. I may want to engage and convince you to see it my way because you want me to see it your way, but that's a power struggle mm-hmm. and that's not a boundary and that's not intimate and it doesn't build relationships. So if you, if you think about it this way, Every time, like, for example, every time you and I interact, we are either building or breaking relationship together. Mm-hmm. There's not really anything in between. Mm-hmm. We're building or we're destroying. We're building or we're breaking. Mm-hmm. And so if you think in terms of how do you, um, I, I like the idea of how do I stay connected in a relationship without being manipulated? How do I stay connected to somebody without power struggling all the time? How do I stay connected in this relationship without trying to be the person they think I should be? And how do I stay in this relationship without trying to make them behave a certain way because I'll be more comfortable? Right. Yeah. So we started that baseline and that gives us so many options for dealing with it. And so it might be, um, you know, if somebody... I know a lot of us, a lot of us texting now, whole conversations by text, but man, talk about room for misunderstanding, right? Yeah. In tone and inflection, a lot of things, but, but that's also the easiest form of communication to just choose not to respond. Um, I remember years ago, uh, I had the the privilege. It was terrifying. It was a nervous wreck through the whole thing, but I got the opportunity to do Dale Carnegie training. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was, I was so talk about anxiety. It was so hard to be brave because it is intense and you are on the spot, but it was so cool. I learned so much. And one of the things they teach you is if there's this whole thread of information, pick the one thing you're willing to respond to Mm -hmm. and simply respond to that. Mm -hmm. So there's another option. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. That's, That's good. Yeah. Right. So, um, and if you can think of an example of that, jump in because I'm I'm trying to run that through my mind. So you can not respond. You can pick out one thing you can respond to mm-hmm. and do that. Um, there's always the go-to. Another, another really nice way to say no is instead of saying, no, I can't do that, you can just lead off with, I can do this. Tell them what you can do. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can even, and if there's nothing you can do, it's just really a no. It's okay to say, I would love to but I can't. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I use a lot with people is thank you so much for thinking of me. But no. Yeah. <laughs> Those are great ways. To, like a whole thing of how to say no. Like yeah. we need that. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. Thank yeah. you so much for thinking of me, but I won't be able to do that. Or thank you so much that you thought of me participating in that, but I won't have the time right now. Now, if it's something that's genuinely, wow, that interests me, I can say, I'm so interested in that and I don't have the time right now. But if you hit me in about three months, I may have the time and energy to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, If it's, I think sometimes probably a lot of us more and what you might be thinking of and a listener might is, okay, what about in those more personal relationships where just no matter what we're planning or no matter what we're talking about, they kind of dump on me. Like Mm -hmm. I have failed them or they make me feel like crap. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a little more, um, that can be a little more intimate and challenging, but I think you can still choose what to ignore. Um, I think that, and I think, well, I think that one thing too, that you've said to me, but I think it's important too, if anyone's listening to understand why it's important to not say anything, because I think what goes through like, I'm a middle child. I'm a mediator. I'm a fixer. I want to help. I want Mm -hmm. to help restore. I want to help understand. I'm a communicator thinking I'm coming at it with that approach of, well, if I respond with something that makes sense, surely we could have this healthy dialogue to come through the other end. (laughs) Has that worked for any of you listening? Ever and ever (laughs) history of anything ever. Okay, sure. And I get it. Um, But I want you to consider you don't have the power to restore. Right. I, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to start there, which might sound counterintuitive, but the power of restoration does not belong to you and me. If we're, if we have a struggle in relationship and there's been a disconnect and there's been hurt, the only thing we can each choose to do and not for each other is we can choose to repair. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I can do is repair what I'm responsible mm-hmm. for. Yeah. And I, and I hear you because I'm a middle child, right? We didn't know that about yes. each other. I am third out of so four and I have all brothers, no sisters, yeah. which has shaped me in really, I think, really cool ways. Um, so I, I absolutely appreciate that urge. But when is the last time somebody actually changed your mind? Hmm. I mean... Yeah, that's, that's uh... <laughs> they can provide new information. They can share their thoughts and feelings. And then you can choose based on that if you want to change your thoughts and feelings. But has anybody actually ever changed your mind? I mean, nobody's. I changed my mind. Correct. Yes. Which is why, even though with these great intentions, we want to help somebody kind of see the light. We don't right. say it that way because that sounds arrogant. Right. But it's really kind of what we're doing. Right. Right. So we wind up in these, uh, with what good intentions, we wind up in these um, unhealthy patterns of connection right. and communication, which is why we feel, we still don't feel connected when we do that. Yeah. Like. I think you can go on a whole tangent about social media related to that subject. Oh. Because you try to. Yes. You're never going to like that statement. You're, you're never going to with that kind of dialogue, you're never going to change somebody's 
mind or perspective or whatever. It's, no. it's it doesn't come. And it makes me think too of even, you know, when you're talking about restoration process, that is when like you're trying to enter into that, like in like restorative mediation or something like that, like you're coming with a different purpose. And it's not the purpose of when somebody is actively Dumping on you? Dumping. That's not going <laughs> yeah. to result in a restoration process no. in any conversation that you're going to have. No. So that is why that so that advice point, and that that coaching on here's what to do in this situation, right. why that's so relevant to this particular And that's why at that point, the more important thing is just where are your boundaries? Do you know where they are? I feel like um, the better that I know my yeses and nos, the easier it is to really just be kind to other people, even mm-hmm. if they're hurt or angry because I didn't do something they wanted or agree with something they wanted. And I want y'all to really understand that you that's a them issue at that point, mm-hmm. right? And their feelings are not yours to fix. They're responsible for their feelings. You're responsible for yours. They're responsible for their thoughts. You're responsible for yours. They are responsible for their words and you are responsible for yours. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And if we get caught up in wanting somebody else to feel okay with what we said and and we agree to those terms of engagement, if you will, now what we're both complicitly agreeing to is that negative feelings are bad and wrong Mm -hmm. and we can't have those. Well, no feelings are bad or wrong. There's just some we like better than others, but they all serve a purpose. So if I tell my son, you know, no to something because I know it's not a safe thing to allow him to do and he is angry at me and I think it's bad that he's angry. Well, then what? Do I... So can I tolerate, sometimes we give in to people because we don't want them to feel that way toward us. And so sometimes we do wrong things because we're afraid of somebody else's anger, which goes back to eggshells, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right. Um, so the, there's a lot of moving parts to this, but it's not super complicated. Mm-hmm. It's just not. So, and and understand that how we feel is affected by experiences, our perceptions. Mm -hmm. It's, um, gosh, have you ever just sat with somebody and they kind of blow up in the middle of a conversation and all of a sudden all the stuff that comes out is, well, when I was a kid and it's all about, like, they're looking through this lens that is not even about you in a moment. It's Mm -hmm. about what happened back there. Mm. Yeah. So we don't want to constantly be you cannot be connected control and intimacy do not coexist so manipulation and connection do not coexist Mm -hmm. so in relationships where we are manipulating or being manipulated that is not actually connection and this is really important to understand Mm -hmm. so we can't just give in to our feelings each other's feelings all the time that's not Mm -hmm. healthy right and what is that phrase that you said a couple of times in the last? We're not, we're not, what is the phrase about people's thoughts and feelings? We're not, 
responsible, responsible for theirs. For their or responsible for ours. They're responsible for theirs. And I think a lot of the time what happens is in those relationships, they're uncomfortable. They want you to make them feel better. And so the maneuver is to get you to give in or agree to something you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. But then you're going to be resentful. That's not real relational connectivity. So the very relationship, you know, I'll hear people say things like, but Sharon, what if they don't? you don't want to hang out or Sharon, what if I lose that relationship with that family member or whatever? And I kind of have to at some point say, do you actually have the relationship you think you do? Right. Or is it just that you were, you're the resentful doormat and they're the ones always getting their way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and is that fair to either one of you? Right. Cause I don't think it is. Yeah. Boundaries will always protect and help grow and build relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's easy, I'm not going to say it's not bumpy. I'm not going to say it's not hard sometimes. I'm certainly not going to say it's conflict-free. Right. And I think a lot of the time we're trying to avoid conflict and we want peace at any cost and we confuse that with having harmony in relationship. Peace at any cost and harmony are not the same thing. Yeah, that's good. Did I answer your question? (laughs) Did I over-answer your question? No, I think... (laughs) I mean, like we said, there's a lot, there's a lot in this <laughs> subject and it, it just happened to be on my mind and I knew you would have some great wisdom. Yeah. So, so what do you think? Like when you think about some of the ideas I had, what strikes a chord with you ways that you can kind of handle the boundaries with those people? I think that for sure that some of the takeaways are just understanding what what our where our responsibility is, what it and what that is as far as being our own our own choice, our own thoughts, our own feelings and things like that. That I think that's that's super important. But the idea of maybe the reminder or the realization that engaging, especially in the middle of that, is not going to work out to any kind of healthier relationship. Mm-hmm. That, um, that, like you said, sometimes silence, sometimes just not responding. And I loved what you said. I'm trying, I was trying to think of us of a, an example when you said sometimes pick one thing to respond to. Mm-hmm. And I, I have done that. Um, I was trying to think of a way to give an example without giving too much. I know, an example. I know it's hard, but I will say that I have a friend that, um, sometimes will, uh, bounce some things off of me that, um, they know some of those things just are, are very, um, I don't, I don't know how to say a little bit manipulative things, but in the middle would be something of, Hey, I liked this, but I was thinking about all that. And I will respond to that one piece of information. Like the one thing that's, and I just respond in a, yeah, I thought that was great too. And then that's the end of the conversation from my side, Mm -hmm. because I just don't engage with any of the rest that was unhealthy. It's like that part. Sometimes I don't even read it. I Mm -hmm. don't keep it if it's a text or or if I'm listening, I just, that part has to be like the the grayed out part. And then you respond Mm -hmm. to like, okay, great. That sounds good. Another thing that I didn't think about earlier, um, and, and this is a, this is a really helpful one where you're really genuinely trying to stay connected with this person. You can validate the emotion without agreeing. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, so the other thing of, well, that just, that just makes me feel unloved. 
right? But you know they're kind of trying to maneuver you to get you to respond a certain way or change what your plans mm-hmm. and to just say, well, I love you and I don't, I'm not trying to make you feel that way. I'm so sorry if I do because mm-hmm. I love you. Right. Yeah. See how that, mm-hmm. and then they just are going to have to kind of sit with that and go, oh, and we're still not, well, then why aren't we? Because as I told you before, you know, I'm not able to do that. This is the priority right now or what I have to take care of. Right. That's good. Right. So we can vow. That's another way you can do this. You can validate the feeling without agreeing. Mm-hmm. Right. It just doesn't have to be always about agreement or disagreement or not responding. Um, you can step into the, because we don't want to invalidate people's feelings. I don't want mine invalidated. Right. right? We don't have to agree with their feelings to validate them. Right. Right. Another one I do, see my brain kicks in again, is sometimes I will just say, you know, I can appreciate how you would see it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Or I could, I can appreciate how, you know, why you might feel that way. Right. I'm not actually agreeing. Sometimes we're so worried about I'm right and you're not that we, right. that we, we give up this option to just kind of validate where they're at and we yeah. still get to stand where we are. Right. For sure. And I think that's really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and beware of the validation vortex. <laughs> do do be careful with that. Like there's a, that's what I call validation vortex, where it's just this chronic. They want you to validate, 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 validate. Right. And you I know, I think having being aware of um, where that statement ends too is important. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to boundaries because you can say, mm-hmm. I appreciate why you feel that way. And someone might follow up with, well, then you should know why what you're doing is wrong and what I'm saying is right or what, why you're, you know. And I might say, oh, let's do this. Like, it's like a little role play. And I'm, if you said that to me, I'd say, um, I might just say something like, I don't, I don't actually agree with that, but I still appreciate how you feel. Yeah. And it, so then you know, the converse, then it might be, well, if you're not agreeing, you know, or then you don't actually appreciate it, you know, something they might just keep pushing. And so I don't know, like keeping that. So if you're pushing at me like that, I might look at you and say, Hey Sue, um, I love you. I love you. (laughs) And still no, it's still no. Yeah. I think that Maybe going to. I can disagree with you and still love you. I can disagree with you. For the listeners, I want to make this point too. I think a lot of the time in relationships, stop and think about this, evaluate. I think most of us um, spend a lot of time with that we don't even realize thinking that if we can't agree, it breaks our relationship. Right. And that's that's that big. Yeah. Statement lately. That's huge. Actually, that is huge. Disagreement doesn't mean something's wrong with your relationship or that it's broken. How boring would it be if we all agreed all the time? Yeah. Like, what would be the point of talking to each other? <laughs> like, really? What would be the point? Pass the butter? Right. Can I have some salt? Yes. Yeah. That would be like, you know, can I borrow the car today? Like, it yeah. would be so functional and so relationally void. There would right. be such a void. Right. So, um, and and at that point, you could, I could even say something to you, like, to kind of go back to that. Well, if you agreed with me and understood, you would change your plans or might change your mind. I might say, I love you. I'm not changing my plans. Now, what are you doing at the end of this summer? Yeah. Or how's, how is, 
um, so-and-so doing. So it's, it's the classic change the subject. Right. It's the one cue. Respond, change the subject. Take it into a safer area. Mm-hmm. I do this a lot in my family around politics. <laughs> in fact, the last time we were all at my house and we were having some kind of pool party family function and it starts to get a little heated and I'm sitting there and, and my stance on it is I am never going to put politics in front of my personal relationships that I value. There's just nothing important enough about politics to damage right. relationship. So I choose to not engage in those conversations. But it starts going back and forth across the table and it starts to get a little heated and I let it play out a little. And I'm like, okay, this isn't course correcting and I'm the hostess. Huh. Now, by the way, if I were at somebody else's house, I would do nothing. That's not my place. Yeah. Not my party. Not a me issue. Except I might get up and wander outside or I'm going to go get some more soda. Like you can deflect, guys. It's okay to divert, deflect. Mm -hmm. It physically leave if you can and need mm-hmm. to. Things are getting super intense and other. But in this example, what I did, I just said, well, I think it's about time to get in the pool. And I clapped my hands. <laughs> and I clapped my hands because it's this audio clue. Right. It's like, ah, I think it's time to get in the pool. And I kind of did that voice where they understood what I was saying, yeah. which is, this is a little uncomfortable, but I did it without confronting anybody or trying to make anybody feel embarrassed or ashamed. I just wanted to divert. And you know, everybody's like, yeah, we probably should do that instead of talking politics. And everybody got up because we were kind of done eating anyway and started cleaning up. And we, then we all went out and headed to the pool. So you can divert that can be healthy. Right. And sometimes you do just have to confront and maybe confrontations like its own bag yeah it really is um because we have all kinds of issues around confrontation including how what our mental construct of it is so but there's a lot of ways so answer the answer a question change the subject validate change the subject um i tell people all the time if you know every time um you'll see a lot of blended family issues right so an example of where maybe um, there's teenagers in the home, stepdad's just not quite getting it. Um, mom is trying to just have a conversation with him to sort things out, make decisions together and can't like, she's maybe learned to not escalate it. Cause she's been getting my coaching, but he wants to escalate and won't respect her boundary around that. I might coach her just, just don't ever just walk out, but maybe look at him and say, I'm going to go for a walk. And leave the house. Hmm. Uh, I will. I want to finish the conversation, but right now, because I don't want to fight with you. Hmm. I love you too much to fight. So I'm going to go for a walk and I'll be back in about 20 minutes. Yeah. And that's a boundary. Mm-hmm. Right? Because she yeah. was, so if she's trying to, been trying to verbalize, I don't want to keep fighting. I want to problem solve with you. Mm-hmm. And that person hasn't learned to take the cue yet. Sometimes that physical cue can be helpful. So there's tons of ways to do this. Yeah. Lots of ways. Um, The old classic joke about, oh, look at the time. (laughs) There's a lot of ways to do the, oh, look at the time exit, right? right? Mm -hmm. There's just, guys, there's so many different creative ways to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, What makes it challenging is if you're not sure where your boundaries are, 
or your lines in the sand are, then it makes it can make it much more difficult to communicate them because we are responsible to communicate our boundaries. Mm -hmm. We are responsible to manage if our boundaries are being violated by somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. And I, I think that is important because I remember, um, often giving that advice in another context, working with youth and things like that, with other types of boundaries, relational boundaries. And I'll say, you need to know your boundaries before you're in that situation, because otherwise you're like flailing for where the line right. is. And I think that's very important. Where, and then you're always feeling caught off guard. You're always right. reacting. You're always right. like, I spent years in mental health. And um, a lot of the time, you know, kind of off the cuff, people say, I just don't know how you do that. And I'm like, it's really a joy for me. It's been, it's been a joy my whole career. And what I tell people is I don't have to worry about what or who comes to the door. I just have to know where my lines are. Mm -hmm. My yeses, my nos, mm -hmm. what I'm willing to do, what I wouldn't do, how would I handle a genuine crisis, right? If things escalate. Because when you work in mental health a long enough time, you encounter just all kinds of situations. Mm -hmm. um, and you've got to have a sense of who you are in the room, what your rights are, what their rights are, and where your lines are. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if you know that, um, it whatever comes through the door is pretty much okay. You can handle it. Because mm -hmm. I can't control other people. Right. And even if it's uh, maybe I worked with a client for two years, I don't actually ever know how they'll come through the door week to week yeah <laughs> it's all of us <laughs> right it's part of the human experience right mm -hmm. so if we don't have good boundaries we try to control other people and then we don't actually let them be fully who they are in our lives mm -hmm. and then we don't get that connection we're looking for it's really pretty cool yeah so Okay. Well, guys, I feel like that's asked and answered. I keep going for days about boundaries and relationships. And I just, I love this stuff. So, but just to kind of wrap up today. So if you're dealing with those eggshell relationships, just a reminder, again, we're not talking about abusive relationships. Um, that's a very different situation and has a very different set of needs. Um, but outside of that, where we're kind of dealing with these people that really kind of try to pressure or manipulate or cajole us all the time, or maybe they're more like the bulldozer. They just plow through with no consideration for their impact on us or how we feel. Um, you got to know where your boundaries are. Your job, you were not put on earth to sidestep everybody else's eggshells, and neither was I, and neither was Sue. So when we stop worrying about eggshells, we can actually have genuine relationship. And some people won't accept that. And you may have to let that go. Um, some people, it may be more important that you have their respect than that they like you because you've spoken up. So figure out where your boundaries are. It's your responsibility to communicate them. There's lots of different ways, ideas we've talked about today to do that. Mm -hmm. This is certainly not all of the ways. It's not limited to what we've discussed today. So, but maybe it's enough to get you thinking. Um, maybe it's enough to get you to have a conversation with some people in your life and they might have more ideas than what we talked about today and have some really clever ways of, with some real respect and kindness, communicating their boundaries. So the idea to me is, um, I don't, if somebody comes in like a snowplow, I, I don't want to bring my snowplow back at them and meet them there. I want to try to find um, it may be more direct, but still to do it with respect and some genuine uh, kindness and to communicate that boundary. So talk about this with people. We can't 
problem solve what we're not talking about. Thank you for joining us today. Again, this is Sharon Smaga. I'm here with my good friend Sue today, and this is Pop Coach Life. And let's continue to pursue our purpose over perfection. Let's let go of all the stuff that we get caught up in and just start to figure this stuff out. This is the meat. Mm -hmm. This is the meat and bones of life, I think. And thank you for joining me today. Again, you can find me on all things social media, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, please hit a like button, uh, give me a review. Uh, I, my producers keep telling me, Hey, Sharon, you got to get people to do that because of the doggone algorithm. So I hate to ask for stuff like that, but if you're enjoying this, please leave a review and, and help us get this material out to more people. Ultimately, my goal is just to get this out to more people. So take care and we will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.